It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Uh, DTR is getting the start tonight. Yeah. Before we get your guys' predictions on DTR, Steve, you want to pull up the fan submission package. Is that ready? We asked the fans to email us their predictions for DTR's first career start, and we got five selfie video submissions Dang. on this. It's the first time we've ever gotten five. Usually when I ask for this. First time. Two. For, this dude is so hot. This is the first time people will go on camera and say what they feel. Yeah, we're trying to do this three, four, five, six by times. By the way, yeah. before you play this, Jason hasn't been here much in the last couple of weeks. He's been on vacation. You know that the insanity of the Imani Bay type that we had here? Ding! Okay. Yes. This is I said oh, yesterday, oh. I guarantee you, oh. if you ask I, I if you ask the fans who has a better chance oh. of, of I don't remember the exact question. But said, it was, was a better chance to be a star, and it was 67%. And, and I said, I, as much as the hype was for Amani Bates, I bet you it's even higher now for DTR, and I was right. It was so, 60-40. So if Deshaun struggles in week one, who's the first idiot that says, Oh, DTR. oh, it's first. Oh, for, there will be a torrent. <laughs> what you mean? They're, they're ready to go today. I guarantee you, uh, we, we, we did a poll yesterday on the show. Who is the most important player on the Browns? And only 45% said Deshaun Watson. Only. Listen, we got to stop doing polls, guys. <laughs> you know, this is the same group of, of, of people hey. that, that call Jimmy Haslam the best hey. owner in town. Hey, remember oh they remember God. for presidential election, they said well, the polling data was off. We just got to stop yeah. doing this. I mean, it was off a few points. <laughs> like 45, only 45% answered that question who correctly. Who other vote Who were they get voting I for? I think Miles Garrett got a lot. Amari Cooper got like 1%. Amari Cooper. See, yeah. it's different who's the best player. <laughs> But no. there's no, there's not even a no whiff is, is of there, controversy. We were, as to we were having a con- is there vodka behind that glass? We were having a conversation. Wow. The conversation was who's the second most important player? On the yeah, yeah, team, which yeah, yeah. is a debatable. G question. and I said Miles Garrett. Yeah, Tyvis 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 was a little stoned. He said it was uh, Elijah, Elijah Moore. Moore. Yeah, he didn't want to. Wow, he, didn't sit, he didn't got uh, all the night. Tyvis out to lunch on this one. Anyway, sorry, Mike. Go ahead. Let's let's. So this is five fans of UCSS. We appreciate you guys. And next time we ask, it's on the community tab. Send us videos. We will play these. But these are. Five fan predictions for DTR's first career start All right, against This is Philadelphia. very good. This is not his first career start preseason, but go ahead. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hi. Hey guys, it's at work here. Um, enjoy the show. Appreciate everything you guys do. My prediction is for him is 11 for 19, one interception, one touchdown. 172 passing yards and 60 rushing yards. What is up, my UCSS wow. fam? Um, it's game day. Uh, the Browns are in Philly. DTR is getting a nod. Um, I'm going full G. Bush. 
I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. My shirt. knees are out. They're shaking. <laughs> uh, I got DTR going for 215 through the air. Oh, my God. Two never. touchdowns. <laughs> um, he's going to give us about 25, 30 yards on the ground. And the Brownies come out on top with a win. So, let's go. Pretty much average. I think he'll go maybe 11 for 25. You know, maybe like a buck 25, buck 35. Um, I don't see him really throwing no touchdowns, maybe. I might see him throwing like a forced pick. Um, I do see him might use much. his legs a lot more. Um, game, I see him he? possibly right again and rushing touchdown. Maybe 35, 40 yards on the ground rushing. Um, but, yeah, I think once he goes against, you know, premier talent, I think he definitely uh, won't have it as easy as he did in the preseason. But Eagles I think it'd be, you know, pretty team. respectable. What's going on, UCSS team? DTR predictions for tonight's it game. Is. Carson uh, Cousins. Eight for 12. It is Carson Cousins. Yeah. Air. He gets a touchdown, and he scrambles a few times Bro. for about 21 yards. Dennis. Shout out to Mikey McNuggets. Right between. Shout out to Dante Whitner and Nick Chubb for the signatures above, baby. Go Browns. Hey, guys. <laughs> love the show. I thought that was uh, Tonight, I think DTR is going to do go uh, uh, 18 Carmen for 24 for 178 <laughs> yards. And it will also provide Santa another Carmen. 35 yards on the ground on, we'll say, about four carries. You Ah, shout out to all those guys. Hey, that was hey, great. That was awesome. I mean, thank all you, five thank of you, them. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Tremendous. Do you know the guy that shout-outed McNuggets? I definitely basketball with Matt. Yeah, I, I knew do. it. I knew <laughs> it. Was he the guy I talked to on the phone yesterday? No, that was Frank. Different guy. Oh, did Frank, you right, or right, did right. you not ask him to send a video submission? So we put out on the... Answer the question! I want the truth! You can't handle I, I the truth! Matt. I did ask Matt. I'll I be knew honest. it. He ordered, uh, he, or, he ordered the code you red. You saw right through that. He ordered you the ordered the code red. red. No, hold on, hold on. But we didn't get any answers right away, so I was like, well, I need one. So I texted Matt. I know Matt would do it. And then four more people did it organically. So. About it. And you weren't going to say a word if uh, I didn't ask about it. Well, he's, he legit watches the show every day. No, listen. He's the one thing. I told you all the first time I played basketball with Matt. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be there. And he was like, yo, you're McNuggets. And yeah, that was him. That was, okay. that was Matt. So sorry. Right. Really no, we are. We're really thankful for that. And by the way, I think we could, there's something there. I think there's like, whether it's a Monday rant where we, but it's got to be faster paced in my view. Yeah. And you got to hear from more people. But I think Monday would be the perfect day to do it. You got 15 seconds, go and give us your headline reaction to what we saw. Yeah. That could be really good. 15 seconds is long. It might be long. Five Five to 10. Yeah. Yeah. It probably would be 10 seconds. Go, go, go. So it would be, you know, knee jerk. Yeah. Uh, snippets or yeah. something. But there's that a segment there for Mondays. Absolutely. That could really. And I, I like I gave no instructions for this. I was just like, send me your stat line. So it no, works. But we got, we got a lot of stuff to get to. So I apologize for cutting that off. But right. Bullet start with you. DTR's first start tonight. You heard the fans. Uh, are you as excited for DTR's I'm not excited. I don't care what he does. I don't even remember what I gave you. I think I gave him decent stats when I texted you have him. him. You have him having a really good game. Uh, yeah, because he's playing against backups and. He's, you know, he's playing nicely. None of this matters to me. Wait, are those uh, my numbers? I, I really don't care. It's completely irrelevant. Anybody reading uh, reading into his play is kidding themselves. And, that me, and I'm not criticizing him in any way. He's done an absolutely wonderful job in these first two games. But it means zero. Not 1%, not 2%. It means absolutely zero in terms of what he might be as an NFL player. I disagree with that. I think it's, zero. it means something. I don't think it means it, anything. It, you know, if, he's, if he's 11 for 11 with four touchdowns for 300 yards, it means more than zero. It means zero and if to he me. he throws eight passes and six of them are picked, 
it means more than zero. I don't zero. think it has any bearing on what kind of career that's, he'll have. That's no, 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 not, not long it, term. Zero. But yeah, coaches yeah, are going to have a the feel most for extreme it. examples that I are did, unlikely. But that's why, that's why. But, but still, I think it's zero impact on who he's going to be as a player in the okay. NFL. What do you I, think? I think my numbers were like eerily close yeah, to mine yours. Yeah, mine were. I actually had to check my tweet to Mike and Anthony. Mike, pull that up. Yeah, Jason, you had a little fewer yards, but the exact same passing numbers. You missed what well. I did. There. That's yeah. nuts. Exactly. 12, 12 of 17, 1 and 1. one touchdown, one pick. I, I had 97 yards. I don't think they're going to throw it downfield that much. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in Bulls camp. I don't really care what he does. You, but don't, you I, don't care? No, I don't care. Do you watch? I'll watch. I have to watch. But would I'll you watch, watch if, you didn't, if you weren't doing no. this for a living? God, I wouldn't. No. no, I wouldn't watch. No, I don't I'm watch the Bengals. Curious. I don't I'm watch curious. the Bengals preseason games. I'm not going to buy jerseys based on performances yeah. tonight. But I'm curious. Yeah. I want to see how he's handling the huddle, how he, what his pace is. You know, I, I, there's things that I think you can glean from preseason but, performances. Well, but, but I'm just not going to say, yeah. oh, I've seen enough, he's my starter. Or, I've seen enough, he's, he's my number two. I, I, it, I, I really feel like sort of the, the cement, the, I don't know what I'm trying to say. The cement yeah. has been set here. Yeah. He's the number three quarterback. The haze in the barn. Josh, Josh Dobbs is the backup. DTR is the number three quarterback. And I this said, year. I said Period. that after preseason yeah. game number Period. two. Well, That's I the said, way it's going to be. Always Stop be trying that. to create. Yes. 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 It was always going to yeah. be it's that. It's never going to change based on what we see tonight. Next year, he's the backup. Like right. he's, he's the number two yes. quarterback next year. Yep, That's right. But regardless of what happens tonight, it, it doesn't matter. He's yeah. the number three guy. What do you have? Uh, 19 to 20. I, th- I, think, I think I got a little bit the same, along the same lines. Wow, you guys all have 12 completions. Yeah. 12 for 19, 170. I th- I, didn't I say he get 30, 35 yards on the ground, too? You said specifically 36. 36, okay, 36 yards on the ground. Uh, here's here's why this is. I, I look at all of it. First of all, because I like football. <laughs> Second of all, um, I look at what happened to the San Francisco 49ers. Um, when you're trying to go, uh, this season is so long. Like, football season it encapsulates from basically July – all the way until like February, if you were a team. And July, early February. And, and so if you want to win a championship, I just look look back at what happened specifically with the 49ers. They went through how many quarterbacks? And then you, you would say they have an opportunity to beat the Eagles, at least stay competitive. But they were thinking about putting George Kittle in that quarterback. Now, obviously, this not, it's a long shot that he's going to be able to play or play in this year, whatever the case may be. But for me... Do I feel more confident if I got a guy that I know can run the exact same system as Deshaun Watson and he, he he's accurate and he's getting rid of the ball? Sure I do. Because at the end of the day, if I'm Kevin Stefanski and I know my job is on the line, I'm covering every, I'm dotting every T, crossing every T, dotting every I. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make sure the cupboard is, is stocked, ready to go. So when something happens, we, re- we ain't looking silly. We believe in DCR. We believe in Josh Dobbs. I like the fact that they, they did something, which a lot of teams don't. There is continuity from what they want to run. You could run anything with Josh Dobbs because he's smart as heck. He has the legs. And by the way, Josh Dobbs was DTR last year. We love Josh Dobbs. When he was jumping over the pile, when he was doing yeah. backflips over people, yeah. and it was like, Josh Dobbs is crazy. Dobbs yeah, plays. And, we were, and I was saying the same thing I'm saying right. now. None yeah. of it matters. There were people that said, oh, he should be our week one starter. Oh, yeah. Over he, Jacoby Brissett. That's nonsense. So, I, I, said it. But I'm interested in seeing him. Who did? Brad, I'm interested in seeing him. There's some, that's some BF story. Brad, the Brad graphic. But here's the thing: I'm interested in seeing him. And Bulls sent me something the other day. 
it's even sneaking into the national media. Like he showed oh, yeah. me a really funny tweet where like they like, oh, DTR is better than Deshaun Watson. Like they like did it all. That guy said yesterday. That guy's right? funny, whoever he's, he is. I don't know. He snuck it in late too. So uh, I, I, I was on the lower end of everything. Uh, attempts, completions, yards. Uh, I have him 8 of 12 for 105. But, you know, really when you think of that, do we have his stats from each of his first two games? We have his stats available? from game two and his total preseason stats. Okay, can we, can we see those? Absolutely, So Steve, they're, they're me, uh, you know, 174. He's throwing perfect games. But he's doing it against third team defenses. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he's going to be playing against tonight. Um, 9 of 10, 102. Oh, he balling. Like, that's a perfect game, guys. He balling. Uh, it's, again, it doesn't matter because it's against, you know, and and here are his uh, com, uh, uh, cum stats from That's the, the two, two games. games combined. Correct. I mean, I think I think the level of competition that he's going to be playing tonight is going to be the toughest he's seen so far. So I brought him down a notch from what he's done because even if he is seeing the Philly backups, they're better than the other backups that he's yeah, playing yeah, against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. also playing earlier in the game. Yep. So I think you're not going to be seeing guys that are probably going to get cut. You're seeing guys that are fighting for depth position, uh, depth chart positioning. So you're probably playing against twos that are trying to hold on to their twos or maybe crack into the ones. And he's playing with a third-team running back. He's right. Not, you know, you're so right. He ain't got a running game. He so, can just turn around and hand the ball, too. So it's something to be said for that. I'm curious to see it. I will watch with interest. I won't make any knee-jerk decisions off of this, nor would the Browns, nor should they. Leave that to me. But I do think uh, Mike Tyson famously said, everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, you will get punched in the mouth. Yep. So your plan is to roll out Deshaun Watson and win 12 games. That's your plan. Uh, In reality, even if that comes to fruition, it won't be easy. What if he suffers an injury and has to miss three games. What if Dobbs comes in and doesn't look great? Right. There is a chance that this guy could be called on this year. You Look at San Francisco last year. You can't wipe off the map sure. the possibility that he's going to play. Of course. So I love the fact that he's playing. I just don't love the fact that we're not seeing Deshaun Watson some more. But here's what we have on Deshaun. Three throws. Three completions for an average completion yardage of four. He should be playing. Not enough. He should, to me, mm. he and should I be. Need more. To me, he should. That that should be the biggest storyline that we've talked about thus far. Deshaun Watson should be playing in this game, even if it's two series. Yeah. I just want to see Think, that. And 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 the other thing too is you talked yesterday about you don't care about practice, and I don't either. Yeah. But. It, it was interesting that last year when Philly kicked the Browns' ass in, in the two practices that it, it, it proved that what we were seeing in practice ended up coming to fruition on the field. The Eagles made it to the Super Bowl. The Browns tanked. Yeah, but I, I'm not saying that I, I could have predicted it off yeah. those, but yeah. the way they played out is that's the way the season played out. it might have just out. been a coincidence. It could have been. Yeah. But I'm actually okay with him not playing tonight because – They've got the last two days of working, and Philly's not going to play anyone tonight either. So what? What are you really going to? No, glean I from want it? I don't even care about the defense and who he's playing against. I just want to see the reps. I want to see. Well, you want to see him because you haven't seen him the last two days. Fans want to see no. him because they haven't seen him the last two. I get it. No, it's not but even the, the last two days. It's in this setting. Game reps. You, you have to remember if you go back to when he played his last NFL game, which was 2021. Before now, before the games that he played last season. I agree with this. So 
we just there's still I'm rust. Sure. There has to be rust because he didn't look rust free for the six games, and then he went into mothballs for four five months. Yeah. So I agree with that. it's human nature. I'm not I'm not saying Deshaun, you got to be cleaner. I expect him to be rusty. What I can't tolerate is rust in week one. If he comes out in week one and plays poorly, look out. And it, is, might, it might not even be them. It could be just he, the fact the receivers. Play, I think he's going to play a lot in the Kansas Yeah, but, City but, games, but so gee, it's, they go hand in hand. They go, it's, it's, guys, it's the reps in games he's with pro- the receivers. Don't you think he's going to play a lot in the Kansas City games? I think I hope he does. Yeah. I hope he does. I but, hope. Is yeah. it, so, so this is my thing. I'm just, you know, it, it, it's a scary place to be. You are going into, I always, I keep saying it, you're going into, we're not talking about AFC East games. We coming out the gates with rivals. Yes. First Divisional four. game. These, if you lose three of them, your season's over. No. If, uh, if you go, it's not over, if, but statistically, but you're 0 and 3 in the division. Start, if you start 1 and 3 and 0 and 3 in the division, your chance you're of making the postseason play is single you're, digits. You're finished, yeah. especially so in the what AFC. What you've done is you've increased the the degree of difficulty to make yeah. to make it where you want to go. And you can't, because we've seen this in the past, the first quarter of the season sets the tone for the second, which sets the tone for the third and the fourth. If you can't win it in September, but you can, be but out you can yeah. lose it. And, and, and so for me, I'm, I, it's uncomfortable for a lot of people to say, I'm going to have to deal with you know, three throws in one game, no, no throws in this game that you play, and whatever happens in the first half against the Kansas City Chiefs to get ready for the division game. Right, because yeah. I look at it in total. Going into the fourth preseason game, Deshaun Watson will have thrown three snaps, three passes in a game. That's crazy. And That's I crazy. just... That, if I'm management, I'm, I'm eliminating any possibilities for trip-ups. Anything. What are they? Well, rust could be one of them. Yeah. Lack of uh, game-time reps with your new wide receivers could yeah. be one. You can take care of those things. Yeah. And to your point, if he plays three quarters against Kansas City then, and is 21 of 25, then you know, yeah. I, I pull back and I'm like, yeah. I think he's ready okay, now. Okay, let's do it. But I just want to see that yeah. and feel good about that. That's all. Mikey, do we have time to do my top five list, or do we have to pretend we're excited to see some players tonight? Uh, no, we have to talk about some players that we're going <laughs> to see tonight. And we got about seven, well, eight minutes before we get to Craig Rejected. Here. <laughs> we will get to I those after, but I, don't want, I want to make sure we get enough time for that. Yeah. There's a couple other options outside of DTR. Yeah. Cade York and his kicks. Yep. Oh, DeJuan Jones dude. and Luke Whipler continue to dominate on the defensive uh, offensive line. Excuse me. Anthony Schwartz, is he going to – Bounce back. He made some nice plays in practice, according to reports this week. That's a terrible job of you, out of you, even bring, bringing him up. <laughs> That's a storyline to watch. No, you tell me there ain't people no, excited to see how he does. I'm telling and you, you're lying to yourself. We all so, believe that he's already. The decision has already been made. Anthony that he's gone. Schwartz is still in play. He he's must still be. in play because he has. He has because a cut. He, he's he's he, they giving him every opportunity to go out there. If he catches one or two deep balls, guess what? He's out. He caught one in Monday's practice. Uh, I'm telling you, don't be surprised. I mean, don't be so outside surprised. of DTR, who are you most excited looking forward to tonight? I, honestly, I'm not going to be a phony. I'm not excited about anything. It, it, people get <laughs> mad at me when I say I don't give a shit about preseason football. And, and one person said, you're not a Browns fan. You don't get it. What does that have to do with anything? It has nothing to do with it. I don't watch it. the yeah. Bengals play preseason football either. You don't I'm watch not their ex- games? Not a moment. Really? I don't care. 
Interesting. I don't watch a lot of spring training. As much See, as I, I love, love baseball, baseball, to G's point, I love football so much. But it's not. I can't. It's it's like a oh. guilty pleasure. I, I, I know the preseason is meaningless. Like, right, but I used to watch the freaking Pro Bowl. That's crazy. That's how much I love football. Ooh, I was a fan fan. I think what has happened, why preseason football, more than the, any of the other sports pisses me off, is because when people watch spring training baseball, for the most part, or preseason basketball or whatever, like we're rational about what it means. Sure. But people are and so... And we want to see the game again. Right. But we're so irrational mm-hmm. about preseason football that it's, I find it so irritating. Well, what, is, what are we? We're all what? Fans. Which is short fanatic. for yes. fanatic. No, I keep telling you, I'm dead inside. No, he's dead inside. <laughs> yeah, you he's are dead. dead. I'm, dead. I'm, dead. I'm not a fan <laughs> of anything. I look into your soul. And it's just, There's nothing there. It's a black hole, It's black Jay. darkness. And that's, you know what? Because <laughs> when you, you saw the sausage made for a long time, <laughs> yes. and you stopped eating yes, it. Yes, I don't and care. I, and listen, yeah. I'm really close to that, but I, can't, I, I'm, I am that way really with other teams. But with the Browns, Guardians, and Cavs, I just can't. I, it's 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 baked into my DNA. Right. I and that's that's great. I, it's not mine. No, Are you I know. Excited to see anybody. And tonight? you know what? That's why you're a great reporter. <laughs> it is. No, I'm serious. You because don't give a shit. the truly care. great reporters. A lot of people say that, and I don't believe them. I believe you when you. Oh, say he that. totally doesn't. I, I believe he's 100. percent And that's what yeah. it takes to be a truly great journalist. Yeah, oh, I care a lot. Well, I'll be crying. <laughs> Or in Jason's case, a truly average journalist. Yes, yes, thank you. Why would you do this to me specifically? When we lost to the Broncos on the drive, I I stormed up to my bedroom and ripped my Bernie Kosar poster off the wall. Did you tell Bernie that? I did. He knows. I tore it right off the wall. It wasn't even his fault. It wasn't even his fault. But I didn't have a a, a, a poster of the defense. The whole time I did it, I was cussing the defense. It was... (laughs) <laughs> on the two-yard line with under two minutes to go. Yeah. Yeah. What are you most looking forward to seeing tonight? Hey, man, what's, what, listen, give me my man Austin up there. You got a picture of him? Show show my oh. man. Listen, where, where you at, man? I like him too a lot. I like his hands. Pause. I like what he's done in, in, <laughs> in, in preseason. He catches everything that's thrown to him. And, by the way, he got a little burst to him, right? He catches the ball. Anthony Schwartz, listen, this is your competition. I think Austin Watkins Jr. has outplayed Bell. He's outplayed Schwartz. Um, <clears throat> he might be on the same. I, he's been doing putting putting together stuff better than even Tillman, a rookie. I like this guy. I think he's going to make the roster. I'm interested to see what he can do with some first-team snaps. Um, but I will say this. I'm just going to be honest with you, man. Uh, the Browns, when they lost Marquise Goodwin, when they lost, uh, uh, you, you know, Guys like guys like that with the speed factor, they're going to give Anthony Schwartz every every opportunity to make this team. And the reason why you haven't even seen Jakeem Grant is on a milk box. Have you seen him? Man, do, that's a fact. He ha, he ain't he, we ain't seen him in years, bro. He on that missing list at Walmart right when you check out. It's just all them bags and then the people you ain't seen. And then they be like, we ain't seen them so long. They this is what they would look like. They thirty now. You be like, <laughs> <laughs> you be like, whoa! It's a computer. It's a computer generated image. I'm like, man, I'm not gonna say something, but chalk that up. There ain't nobody thirty year olds coming back being like, yo, hey, here so, I am. It's funny that you said that because I think Jay and I'll get your guys' thoughts on this. We talk about how I think there's four or five roster positions up for grabs. And that's it. But to me, the wide receiver decisions are going to be fascinating. Yeah, I agree and, with that. And I think that's the ones that we really need to focus in yeah. on. And because of that, 
that's who I'm most interested in seeing. I told like, you guys in the April, receivers. I told you in April he wasn't making the team, and y'all yelled at me. <laughs> oh, everybody, maybe no. not you. Everybody on Anthony the set. Schwartz? No, no, no. Jakeem Grant. I said, oh, I said, yeah, yeah, I think I agree with you on that. Did you? Oh, man. I mean, but he can't even get minutes. I'm like, dang, they ain't putting the, I don't know what's wrong. So, I don't think Grant's making the team. No. Schwartz is not making the team. No. And quite frankly, it might come down. Well, there's only one spot, right? Well, no, there's two. I don't know. No, at the price of six, I think. So, there's only one spot. They're not cutting David Bell after one year. I think he's gone. No, I don't think You know what? one year? Here's why I would make the argument for it. Schwartz got a second year. Did he deserve it? No. no. Did he do anything with it? No. no. If it comes down to Austin or Bell. I like Austin. I, I've just seen, I, I, I well, like his routes. I like his hands. I haven't seen enough of them. That's why I really want to see. To me, tonight, I'm focusing well, on the Well, why couldn't they keep both? Who's the other guy? Well, well, that, it's a numbers game. You, you can't got keep the top seven. four with Tillman, we'll say. Yes. Well, Tillman's then, in. Tillman's and, not getting caught. No, so I'm yeah. saying top four with Tillman. More, DPJ, Amari Cooper. Right, that's four. Right. And then, then you could have keep Austin and, and Bell at six. There's, I'm missing somebody. No. I am. I think I'm missing. I feel like I'm no, missing somebody. No, because it was Godwin, but he's out of the did mix. We, did we throw more yeah, in there yet? Yeah, we did. Yeah. We threw yeah. more in there. You're right. You're right. Cooper, you're right. Moore, more. DPJ, yeah. top three. Yeah. Uh-huh. Tillman. 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 Bell's been the guy who we said has been. Bell is deck keeping Bell, I, yeah. I, I think, and then and then Austin could be your six. But, that's probably but, it. But, that's, but okay, that is probably it. Who For else some is reason, there? I felt hold like. Up. How many tight ends you keeping? Because three, we, not three. I don't want to keep three this year. How many tight? Three. I think they're keeping three tight ends. Well, if they keep three tight ends, that that you gonna keep. You can't take six, seven receivers. I think they kept seven three receivers. in the past because they were so thin. Maybe at maybe wide they keep receivers. two, especially because they're gonna have to keep three on three quarterbacks on the roster. Because yeah. otherwise, DTM will get claimed by somebody off you're, you're of right. waivers. You're right. I don't. I don't think you're keeping right. three tight ends is an option. Jay. No, I don't think you're. You keeping think so? Yeah, I, I, don't I just okay. don't think they're going to do I, it. I, I think they'll keep two. And so, if that's the case, then Bell, and you can also keep uh, Watkins on the list. Is he's related to Sammy Watkins somehow, right? No. So Harrison Bryant is, is right? cut then. Is he? Cousin? Yeah, I don't know. Cousin, I think. I, I think Harrison Bryant probably gets traded. So they're going oh, to wow. trade Okay, trade yeah. What are they going to get it's for? It's funny how tight ends No, it's funny it's how a, it's become a commodity it's now. It's a premium position. Yeah, and, and years ago, you would have, wouldn't have thought about it. You just yeah. would have let him go. But yeah. now, if you can get something for him, yeah. and I think they pick. probably could. So, okay. You get a late also, you get I am a watching pick. with More great interest that. what the kicker does More tonight. That. That's, 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 that would be my guy. Cade York, you got to make kicks, bro. You got to make kicks. And I want a 50-yarder in the mix. I think the Browns might actually sandbag some drives. Oh, oh yeah. Specifically so they get to get him out there. And, Third and eight, and draw. Yep. Get out let's there. Go kick. Go let's out see there. What we, let's see what, what happens. I wish, I, I wish the game was here because, yeah, you know, yeah. I, is, is, is Cleveland Browns Stadium the most difficult NFL stadium to kick uh, in? I'd say Heinz Field is up there or whatever they're calling it now. Yeah. Pittsburgh Buffalo. is up there too. Yeah. Buffalo, depending on the weather. weather. But Cleveland and Pittsburgh, because of the wind. Yes. The cross I think winds th- and those two are probably the most difficult. Yeah. I think. And so someone was telling me, I tweeted to you guys that nobody responded to it. So oh. I must have thought it was all a bunch of BS. But somebody sent it to me and said, there, there is something to this holder thing. Yeah. And they gave all of the career kicker stats. I didn't see it. With Burroquez, how do you say his name? Burroquez. Okay. We talked about that last year. Why wouldn't they have cut him if they think that's the reason? Well, listen, I don't know. I'm not not co-signing it. I guess I did co-sign it because I sent it out. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on it. It was another podcast. I don't even know what podcast it was. It might have been a Browns podcast because they were really going in deep. If you're talking about the Browns holder, it probably was. But someone did the research 
on what the kickers that he has held for have done. And all of them were at least 10 percentage points less than their career averages when he was right. in a holder. But and I'm not pointing a finger at him. Well, we talked about this a little bit last year. We did, year. and I even had an in-depth at, conversation at, at, with Jay Feely. I know, but it. again, thought, why wouldn't they have cut him and if I think they believed it was I, his fault? If I recall. No, no, you don't cut him. You just, just get, them, you get, get a new holder. Right. So, so obviously the Browns don't think it's his fault. It's, well, clearly they don't. Right. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, you know, once is, you know, can be an anomaly. Twice becomes a trend. Three times because they, ha- they have all the numbers. They, I would think they must that think, they do. Maybe those numbers are misleading. I, I don't I know. I believe, if memory serves, Feely said it wasn't Bjorkes on the misses. You so could- Feely, it was different with Jay. I love Jay. I worked with him for a long time. And, and I get this, okay? And, and I don't want to throw darts at anybody. But a lot of people that transition from player to media have a real hard time publicly mm-hmm. calling out someone that's in that profession, particularly a But holder. he did originally... S- Blame him, and then he said he went back and looked at it, and it wasn't his fault. Okay, right. Yeah. So yeah. I can just tell you that from our text conversations, it was a yeah. much different tone, which hmm. I understand. I don't know. They're going to say things. You're going to say things in private. Yeah. It, yeah. it happens yeah. to everybody. Journalists yeah. do it, oh, players yeah. do it, coaches, yeah. general managers. Honestly, I think it's a and ridiculous conversation because. I think it's worth having the But bowl. it's not, Jay, because the Browns have the numbers. If they thought there was something to it, they'd have somebody else so holding the ball. The Browns maybe make a mistake once in a while? The, it is the Browns. I, I hear you, but if it was that obvious that it was the punter's fault, I'm not even they saying would change it, is. it. What I'm saying is, when you have a guy that's held for four kickers, yeah, all of them were pretty good kickers, uh, and their career stats were 86 percent makes, but when he held for them, they were 76 percent. Well, as as we as have to look at it year by year all to right. know their career. My eyes well, are rolling did. in the back of my yeah, head talking about holders. Yeah, 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 Mikey, what do you got? That, but yeah. I, I just think it look. I'm wondering if even in practice sessions, they're having a backup quarterback hold for him just to see if he is more accurate with yeah, it. I don't, I don't know. know. I do know that the, the way the laces are facing is very, very critical to make to made field goals. I blame 100% on Kate York. He makes his kicks or he gets the F out of here. Okay. All right, That's Mike. Mike. Yeah, we got to mention one more thing. We'll get to Craig Porter Jr., who we appreciate Craig taking the time. If you're not already a member of the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Gotta ask, what are you waiting for? There's two different tiers: starters tier, coaches tier. Buck ninety nine, four ninety nine. It gets you special overtime perks and much, much more. But please help us out if you have the extra money in your budget this year to uh, become a member. I promise you, it is worth it. We had Craig Porter Jr. on yesterday. He, he couldn't do live. He had to do it at three o'clock. So we taped an interview with Craig Porter Jr., the Cavs rookie guard. He was awesome. You guys are gonna love this. The first. 18 minutes, audio is perfect. He hit a button on his phone for the last minute. It's a little off, but his answer was so good we had to keep it in here. So without further ado, let's welcome on the first active Cav to our show of all time, Craig Porter Jr. Well, on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, we have had NBA Hall of Famers. We've had Cavs legends. We've had former Cavs who were solid players, not great, but they play for the Cavs. We have yet to have an active member of the Cleveland Cavaliers on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show live until... Right now, this moment, the drought is over, folks. We have the rookie sensation, Craig Porter Jr., the yes, Summer League sir. champ, yes, making sir. his UCSS yes, debut. Sir. Craig, yeah. how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time. I appreciate y'all having me, man. You know, it's, it's just a blessing, man. Well, Craig, we'll get into some basketball stuff in a sec, but to give you a little background on this show, I don't think anyone hyped up Summer League more than the three of us did. It was life and death in some of these games. And Yeah, I know it's Summer League, but... A chip is still a chip, my man, and you have a ring on your finger to prove it. Can you walk us through the experience of 
Summer League and eventually winning a championship because the Cavs weren't necessarily one of the favorites to win it all before it started, but y'all wiped the floor with everyone in your way. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's really kind of just like you said. I mean, nobody really thought we was we was going to do anything we did. Um, but, I mean, I, I just feel like our team, we just had a team that was – we just all kind of understood just how to play basketball the right way. I mean, we didn't have anybody who was taking just unnecessary shots or doing anything outside of what they needed to do. We were just playing like a team, so it, it worked out. And we were just destroying everybody. You, you know, uh, you know, Craig, I, you know, I, I kind of championed it and Earl and, and us up here. You know, it's a lot of people that, that talk about practice in summer league as if it don't count. And, um, and you know, as a person, you know, who played in high school and McNuggets played um, in, in division, division two, or we played division D3. two. D3, it D3. still counts. D3 it count, still right. counts. When you, anytime you get an opportunity to go out there and like make you make your way in the league and to put buckets up and, and to compete. Um, that's important. Could you explain to the people out there why summer league is important for guys, young guys like yourself that's trying to cut their teeth in the league and how it is important in springboarding you off into getting into uh, uh, NBA camps? Uh, so I will say a lot. There's definitely a lot of people who think uh, summer league and things like that aren't necessarily as important as important or as I guess competitive as the NBA but at the end of the day it's still you're playing against the guys who you're gonna see on these NBA rosters these are draft picks these are people who are gonna impact the league in the next 10 years or so so really I look at it I mean like it's something you just got to give your all in you never know who's watching all the eyes are on you you might match up with somebody that just got drafted top 10 and you're destroying them even though they might not be doing what they're supposed to mean, but it, it still can shine a good light on you. And I feel like me doing what I did in the summer league and just playing uh, effectively and just, just doing all the little things I do, I, I feel like it gave everybody a strong case of what I can do, even with the actual Cavs. So. Craig, first and foremost, man, welcome to Cleveland, man. It's a pleasure to meet you. Huge fan of yours, not just saying it because you hear these two guys sitting next to me and tell you I've been hyping you up since you got here. Talk about the journey, man, as an as a undrafted rookie from Wichita State, you know, summer league champion. In my opinion, you're a young man that can uh, be an instant contributor uh, on the Cleveland Cavaliers actual roster this year. So just talk about the journey, man, you know, balling out at Wichita State, going undrafted, ended up in Cleveland. Uh, I mean, it was, it was a journey for sure. Uh, you know, my senior year at Wichita, I, uh, I planned to hit the portal. I was going to come back home anywhere in uh, Indiana. But, you know, I decided to stay there for my senior year, had my mom out there and stuff. So, I mean, that was kind of like a second home, got to do everything I wanted to do on and off the court. So it, it kind of worked out hand in hand, even though our record might not have showed how good we could have been. But, uh, I mean, it, it just opened a lot of opportunities for me. Um, a lot of people got to see what I was fully capable of doing with the ball in my hands and uh, controlling the team. So, Really, just just once I finished my senior year and the pre-draft process started, uh, I mean, I, I was kind of really just like, I'm just going to go overseas, make some money, and that's just the end of it. I'm not – if ain't nobody calling me, then I my NBA dreams, they're not over, but it'll take a while. But then my agent, he uh, he got me into the Portsmouth uh, Invitational for seniors and uh, kind of just showed out there all the NBA's teams and scouts were there and uh, – Really just, just a lot of them were just like, yeah, we, we like the way you play and everything like that. And then the workouts started coming in. Every every time I finished a workout, I had two or three 
new teams calling, trying to schedule them. So really just impressing people over, uh, I mean, just passing the eye test. And uh, just once I got in front of people, it was just one of those things where, okay, yeah, he might be undersized and stuff, but he can, he, he can play and he just knows how, how to play basketball the right way. So really just, just getting in front of all those different people just – it just made a big difference in uh, really just staying ready. I mean, because like I tell a lot of people, I didn't think I was going to be here. So, I mean, you never know what can happen in those few months. Craig, stop selling your journey short, man. You started in Juco, <laughs> and I can't even pronounce Is, is it Vicenis? V- Vincent's? How do you pronounce it, Juco? Vincent's. Yeah, so, you Vincent's. won a national championship as a starting freshman point guard in Juco. Y'all had a chance to go back, rank top 10 in the country, then COVID happened. Does that still bug you? You didn't get a chance at redemption. I mean, I know you've obviously come much further in your basketball journey now, but you could have been a two-time JUCO national champion had COVID not obviously stopped the world. I know that's got to still bug you. It would have bugged me if I was in your shoes, still playing. <laughs> it definitely, it definitely <laughs> it hurts a little bit, but I mean, it it is what it is. Everybody had missed something at that point, so I, I didn't I didn't hold too much of a grudge on it. And when you were at Wichita State, I know you came back. I was doing some research. You were the first shocker. To sign an NIL deal, and your senior year was kind of the beginning of the NIL era. How much do you think that changed where you ended up playing your last year? Was that the only reason you came back, or were there other reasons you stayed in Wichita? Uh, honestly, um, it didn't really play too much of a a big role um, because once I hit the portal, I had just about every school I could imagine. I had the Purdue's, I had all the the big schools anybody would want to go to. So I could have really went just about anywhere without even having being offered the NIL stuff. But I mean, I I know I could have made 10 times more money at another school, but I mean, it was, it was more than that. I kind of just took a challenge on myself, uh, bringing in 10 to 12 new guys. I mean, just, just having to do everything, start everything from scratch and just, having the amount of time I did to do it. And uh, I just knew that things like that would kind of translate and help me help me improve on the things I need to improve on to be a pro. And uh, it definitely it definitely was a challenge. But uh, even having my mom there, it was just another thing that kind of kept sense. me there. Yeah, it, it, it was a challenge, though. But it, NIL is so crazy now. It ain't, it ain't no telling what. <laughs> These deals are absurd now, man. Absurd. You know, Craig, man, I got to tell you, um, you got a you got a, a strange game. Like, have anybody told your game? Because here's the thing, like, you, you ain't big, but you play kind of bigger than you really is, especially, like, when you watch the, when you watch the film, it's like, yo, you, 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 you like a, a, a six-foot rim protector or something. I'm, yo, like, crazy. I'm it, like, what? Craig, before you answer that, here's a stat for you. You are the first Wichita State player ever and the only player in American Athletic Conference history to finish top 10 in the same season assist in blocks. That's crazy. That's, That's like crazy. Jokic stuff. Except, That's wild. You know, you're not Jokic. <laughs> where did you, like, where did you, where did you find, when did you find out that you was like a, a lockdown defender on 2K with the handbags? <laughs> when, did, when, did, when did that happen, bro? <laughs> uh, See, I always tell the like everybody who I've done interviews with. I kind of tell them because they ask me who my favorite players were growing up, and I just tell them like it was it was a mix between Rondo and and Dwight Howard. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's strange. That's the weirdest mix Yo, I've ever. Craig, you're an awesome guy. I like you, man. That's the weirdest mix of two players I've ever heard someone model their game after. <laughs> but it, it was really just the, the Dwight Howard part came in because like I, when he was in Orlando. 
in like 2010 through like 2013. It was just like, dude was so dominant. And like, I used to play on the little hoops outside my house all the time. So right, like, right. Dunk on everybody. I'm trying to <laughs> So, like, I don't know, it just kind of translated. And then, like, even just going through high school and college, I kind of had to be more of a defensive player and a role player more. So, really just, just understanding that. And then over the years, it got a lot better as I got more athletic. And uh, I'd say when I was in JUCO is when I kind of realized it was the craziest it was because there was, like, two or three games where I had seven blocks. So Damn. It's like, I, I had seven know, blocks in four years. <laughs> this is crazy, man. I mean, but that but that, that just goes to show you, you got to do certain things to get in the league. Like you hear guys like the vet say, look, you're not going to come on here and get 10 shots. You you got Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell. But what you can do is you can play defense that will keep you on the floor. So, um, you know, I, I, I was that's the first thing that jumped out to me was, was your ability to play defense, man. Hey, Craig, man, I'm one of those, you know, chip on your shoulder type of dudes, right? You, you, you get to talking, telling me what I can't do, and it's going to piss me off to the point to where I'm going to tell you what I can do. Now, you and your teammate, Imani Bates, both on two-way contracts. And if you listen to a lot of media members, they'll tell you, well, you guys can't be contributors to the Cavaliers. They, they don't go that deep on the bench. You know, you guys are rookies. They're not expecting that much from you. To that, you say what? I mean, it's just one of those things where basketballs, you never know who can do what on any given night. I mean, and I kind of point this back to summer league a little bit because the first few games I might not have – I wasn't too happy with the amount of time I was playing, but at the same time I realized I'm playing behind some, some players that know how to play ball and they can put the ball in the hoop. So it's just one of those situations. Like it was unfortunate that Sharif got hurt, but that's one thing that opened mm-hmm. the door for me. And it kind of led to a lot better play out of me. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where, yeah, we might be those 13, 14, 15 spots on the bench or whatever, but you never know when your number can get called. You, you got to stay ready at any moment. And, uh, and the amount of work I've seen me and Imani and everybody just around here put in, I mean, it's it's honestly scary with how deep the team is. And it's, it's honestly just any night it can be anybody going for – 2030 or doing doing anything to just impact the game. I mean, it's just honestly, I, I look at the roster every day and I'm just like, I don't know how they let everybody on this team get there. <laughs> I'm glad they did, bro. Yep. Yeah. I'm it's, glad it's they did, man. <laughs> it, so, Craig, you get drafted by a team here that was a top four seed in the East last year. Obviously, the playoffs didn't go as expected. You're on a two-way contract and you're going to be up and down with the Cleveland Charge and, and the Cavs this year. I, I'm serious, and this is a, a genuine question here. As a rookie in the league for the first time, what do you think would be more beneficial to your growth as a player, whether it's spending more time with the charge and starting playing 30, 32 minutes a game, or being on the NBA roster and getting those sporadic minutes whenever Coach JB would put you in? But from your perspective, what do you think helps you grow more as a basketball player, at least in your first year here in the NBA? Um, honestly, I feel like doing really playing on both teams uh, about the same would honestly be the most helpful because I understand that I'm going to come in here and like earlier and I'm, I'm going to play a role to where I probably, I might get in two minutes. I might get in 12 minutes, but I know I'm not going to be the person coming in, just taking all the shots and stuff. I'm going to have to play defense and all the little stuff, but at the same time to keep my uh, everything in tune with my game and my confidence and everything up, I would like to still, 
be able to go back to the G League and just, you know, work on my game a little bit and just, just do a lot of that little stuff. So, I mean, I, I feel like playing on both could actually be pretty beneficial. And, uh, I mean, I, I think that's pretty much the reason why the two ways and things like that are put in place because it, it kind of helps develop in both ways. Have you had the, um, damn, I'm in the NBA, dog. Like, have you had that moment yet, like, where it's just like, boom, it just hits you? Or, or is it more like the regular season when you see some of the dudes like, you know, Steph, or you might have to play against guys that you, you look up to, De'Aaron Fox? I mean, this league is crazy when it comes to point guards. I mean, every single night, you're going to see a different guy that you grew up watching. Yeah. But, nah, I, it's weird. I don't think it's hit me. Like, even when after the draft, like, I, I knew how the whole draft night was going to go. Um, and, like, I was already prepared for that phone call after and everything. So, like, even when that happened, I was just, like, I casually told my family, and they was all turned. I'm just, like, I mean, I, I see why you're happy and everything. Bye-bye. <laughs> I think it's going to take me getting out there and, like, being being in the games for real and, like, just just being uh, just in them games for real because, I don't know, I just it, it just ain't hit me yet, honestly. Wow, man. Yo, Craig, back, back to your teammate, Imani Bates. Uh, do you believe that Cleveland Cavaliers got a steal? I know me and this man right here to, to my left, G. Bush, we are some big Imani Bates fans. I said my man could come in there, play about 10 minutes a game. Talk about the what you see firsthand from being around him every day, his work ethic, and I'm pretty sure he hear the noise just like you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, me and him, I mean, we, we talk and hang out every day, so, like, I get the ins and the outs of it, and, and his work ethic alone just, just puts him that far ahead because a lot of times I forget that he's only 19. So, like, Crazy. 23, he, and I'm just like, I feel good and everything, but I'm like, <laughs> dude, all these people passed up on him, and I'm like, I'm glad you, I'm glad you're on my team. <laughs> Facts. Like he's one of those players. Like you don't, you don't have to tell him more than once. You don't have to coach him too much. I mean, he he just knows how to play. And really, every team he's been on, he's had to be that main scorer. So people think he forces a lot of shots. But if you even look at the summer league, he he understands how to play with other players. Like, like the numbers is just it's gonna fall for him. And and he's got great size. He's a a true six nine. But I mean, if he if he can get a little more built and everything like that, like I don't I don't see anything that could keep him off off the floor, honestly. I love that. Craig, I told you we talk a little hoops. We have a little fun, too. It's time for the fun portion of this. I got two questions for you, but I need to ask the first one. You guys won a summer league title in Vegas. I know if you put me and 10 of my best friends in Vegas when we were all 21, 22, some of us maybe not 21, and we just won a championship, I don't know. I would have made it out the next day. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah, you know where I'm going with this. How was that night in Las Vegas? Good time? Uh, see... I'm a little different. I, I can't speak for everybody else because I was in a rush to get home. Okay. I'm not going to lie. I felt like we was out there way too long. <laughs> but, nah, uh, really a lot of us, honestly, we didn't get to celebrate too much because everybody was kind of drained. Uh, just playing that many games and stuff over 10 days. But, I mean, we, we definitely celebrated a little bit. You know, we had we had our fun. But a lot of us, our flights left out at midnight, and we had just played a, a game that got over at, like, 8, 9 p.m., so 
it wasn't too much, but it, it, we definitely had our had a little bit of fun before we left. I like that. It's not the answer I was hoping for, but I like the answer. You got to keep the guys. <laughs> allegedly, the allegedly, 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 flights left at us. No 12. dry snitching. <laughs> no dry snitching. Uh, my no, second yeah. question, Craig. So I played D three basketball at Emerson. My coach called me a six by six player. You stay six feet out the paint because you can only jump six inches off the ground. So all I did was stand in the corner and shoot threes, and that was it. So Craig, obviously, that is not your game. What's it like to dunk? That's got to be the like, putting someone on a poster has to be the coolest feeling in the world that I know the three people in this panel right now combined. G, you that. catch a dunk? Come on, man. I'm 6'5". You have no dunk. knees, though. You if got I, no knees. Young G. Bush was catching back lobs. You know what I'm saying? Give me that baseline. Give me that baseline screen off the flex option. Stop playing with your boy. Hey, I, hey Craig, he doing more than me, man. I done told my guys already. I'm the only black man in the world who can't dribble between his legs, and I shoot like <laughs> Bill Cartwright. So. so what's it like to dunk? Craig, let me know, man. What's it like to put someone on a poster? It's, it's my lifelong goal that as I get older and older, I know it's just never going to happen. Yeah, nah, it's it's fun and all, but, I mean, it's it's harder to do than people think. Like, like you got to jump that much more higher. But, I mean, it's it's something when it happens, you like, you get to talk your shit. So Look like, at that. Yeah. I just want one picture. One picture like, like that. And like when you get to throw up on the gram, you like, ooh, that bitch finna do numbers. <laughs> Like that's the goal, but nah, it's it definitely it's it's fun doing it, especially if you catch somebody that's bigger than you. That's that's the most fun because then you get to talk hella shit. So. Wow. <laughs> you know, you speak of the gram, like you know, what I'm saying one of the best things about hooping is 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 the kick game, is the shoot game. I feel like I'm sincere about it, like but hoopers got a different like whole different wave. Like PJ Brown just do it big. What is the first pair of shoes that you wanted so bad and you got them and you wore them to school and you thought it was over? Like, you got them kicks and it was just like, you had to have them. You had to. Um, when I, I really remember this because this is the first and last time I ever do some shit like this. I was, <laughs> uh, I was a sophomore in high school. I think this was like 26. 20, I think the flu game 12s had just, they was about to... Mm. And I went to the mall. I skipped school and everything. I went to the mall earlier. <laughs> I'm outside the store waiting. I got them. Came to school at like 10.30, walked in with them business. I was like, yeah, I'm that yeah. yeah, I'm here. I'm, yeah, I, I am him. him. I'm, I am him. Yeah, but then that that's probably the, the last pair of shoes I really would ever do some, something like that for. And then I'd say the next pair, I had bought some uh, off-white dunks. That's uh, second year of college. Or third, or I think it was when I first got to Wichita, and then I had walked into the all uh, student athletes meeting. Nah, like, yeah. <laughs> the off whites, <laughs> off whites. Hey, Craig, I gotta know this, man. I asked every Cleveland athlete uh, this question when I first met him. You've been in Cleveland for a couple months now, man. I am straight out the inner city, straight out the trenches, 148th and Lakeshore. Have you had a staple yet? Meaning the corned beef sandwich or the Polish boy? And if you have had one of the two, what's your favorite? All right, so this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We're going to set it up, man. Maybe a talk to your agent, however, man, but Slimers. You need to go to Slimers to get you a corned beef sandwich. Go to Open Pit off of St. Clair to get you a Polish boy, bro. Like, you you got to have one of the Cleveland staples, man. I'm surprised ain't none of your teammates took you to get a Cleveland staple yet, man. You got to have one. I love you at Slimers. <laughs> but nah, really, uh, 
lot of them, a lot of the team ain't, ain't really been here too much. Uh, they all been a lot of vacation and stuff, but I've been around the city a little bit, but not too much. Just really chilling right now. One more before Mike uh, wrap you up, man. You a football fan? If so, who your favorite team? Steelers, man. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Damn, man. Damn, man. He was on a trajectory to start him in Cleveland. And how the mighty fall with one word, my man. Hey, I respect it, though. You you staying true to it. We'll see y'all week two. We'll see y'all week two. Y'all week two. Well, Craig, we'll, yeah. we'll take well, you to slide we'll, into we'll one point. We'll get you out of here on this. We're in Cleveland. LeBron is obviously an Akron kid played for uh, Cleveland. I got to ask as we wrap this up. MJ or LeBron, who's the GOAT? Oh, LeBron. There it is. Redemption. There it is. He's back. <laughs> there you go. He's back. You're right back. You're right back. I ain't going to lie. I don't even see how they have those debates for real. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not no clear blowout, but, like, you can't. Disregard that he like. Come on, bro. Ain't nobody ever gonna do what he did ever again. I don't care who it is. Awesome. Well, that that awesome. is Craig well, Porter that, Jr., Craig the Porter rookie Jr. guard for the Cleveland Cavaliers. We hope to see him in the NBA sooner rather than later. Craig, if you ever want to come back, open invite. You are more than welcome. We'll love to have you. And you come in, we take you to Slime. It's right down the street. Easy money. We got to get him money. I want to see. I want to see the older, the old older Mobley. I want to see Merrill. We want all the all the homies to pull up on us. So not only that, man. Tell Sharif to get well soon. So my daughter is a basketball player at Warrensville High School, and her favorite player is actually his sister, Tia Cooper. So. Tell Sharif, man, pull up on us, man. We got a lot of interviews. We got a lot of interviews. I'm going to try to get them Hollywood cats down there, man. I'm going to try to get some, see if they'll pull up on there, too, but we're going to definitely try to get some stuff. So it's been a pleasure, my man. Awesome. That is Craig Porter Jr. of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Craig, we appreciate you. Safe travels, and we will talk to you soon, my man. Have a good one. Mike, you're right. How likable is that kid? Yeah, minus the Steelers remark, it was, yeah. about was as likable yeah. as humanly possible. What a likable kid. Yeah. Really good dude. Good looking kid, like a marketable kid. Mm. Already like, said he wants to come back, by the way. So. Good. Nice. Good. And you, and you believe that he will be an NBA player? Yeah, I think he can contribute. I don't think he'll be uh, a guy we see a lot of on the NBA team for the Cavs this year. But I do right. think down the road, he has the You loved him in the summer leagues. Yeah, he was really good, and he does all the little things that help winning. If you look at his career, he won a high school championship. He won a JUCO national championship. His team was ranked number one in the country in JUCO before COVID, so he yeah. didn't get a chance to defend that. He goes to Wichita State, leads them to an American Athletic Conference championship, won a summer league championship. He does all the – when, when you have a player who does – has that resume, yeah. I know you say it doesn't matter, whatever, but yeah. Mike, yeah, that's let me a ask, lot of championships. Let yeah. me ask you an important question here. Did yes. you guys finally get something right on the 32 and 32? We have Greg Newsom at number 15. So what do you think? You got him at what number? Greg Newsom, number 15. I'd say I like that's it. slightly high. But it's in the A ballpark. pinch, but I like. I think it's all right. Did you ever do yours? No. My, I keep telling Mike to remind me. He never remind me. I need you to remind me. You got to text me to remind me. You remind me. I will text you to text me. Yes. All right. Jay, you remind G. G, you remind me. I'll remind Mike. Mike, you remind me. The Bull. worst. What was the worst? Oh, it was JOK, I think, was the worst. Well, know. but there was, was a major mistake it was, was made when Mike was coach. gone. Oh, yeah. The special teams <laughs> coach ahead of starting players. Yeah. <laughs> that was the snafu. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
Well, I mean, yeah, I think this is pretty close. I mean, I would say that Newsom is definitely in the teens. Yeah, I mean, he's right in the ballpark of where he belongs. Yeah. You know, he, listen, Greg Newsom, you know, he needs to just be completely focused on football. Okay, now, you said that Tuesday, and I completely agree with yeah. you, but explain that. I just... I know that... It, I, I just got to be careful what I say. I know you do. Yeah. But he, he's, he's out involved too much. in some stuff that was on the fringe. Yes. Let's he, just put it that he's way. He's just out too much. Yes. From a very reliable source. Yes. Now, I, I get it. He's a young man. He's 23, 24 years old. Got money in old. his pocket. I get he wants to be out. A lot of players go out. Sure. A lot of he's players out, don't. He's a lot. He's out a little too much. Yeah. From what I've been told. Now, maybe my information's wrong. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm hearing I feel the like exact it's pretty same solid. thing. He was... What, and what, I'm what, talking about during the season. In the offseason, do whatever the hell you want. I don't care. Yeah, well, don't do whatever the hell well, you want. Well, you know, within reason. <laughs> but in, the, like, in season, there's a time to party, there's a time to not. Yeah. And like being out till 3 in the morning all the time is just not ideal. Jay? Can't argue that. Uh, Nothing it, good happens after 2 o'clock. 10 p.m. according to player. Trussell. Jim Trussell used to say nothing good happens after 10 p.m. So well, he's, he was he's super really conservative. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah. You know he had never t- himself been outside of his own home after I know, 10 p.m. I know. Uh, we we talked about for this. midnight mess. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this a little bit on Tuesday. Yeah. You know, I think it was a new. It was an adjustment for him last year. It was going to a new spot. He had a lot of ego to swallow. He got bumped off a spot. He didn't think he was going to get bumped off of. He was asked to do things that he wasn't comfortable doing. Hopefully, this year it's different. Uh, it's the same. Uh, responsibilities in terms of slot corner as opposed to being on the outside. But, you know, Tyvis, I think, has done a good job in the past of explaining what was asked of him under Joe Woods. Probably won't be asked of him here. Mm-hmm. So I'm expecting a big a big season out of him. I, I, do, too. I, I, I want him to bounce back. And I, I think he's a very And he wasn't player. that bad. I, I want to make it seem like he had a terrible year last year. But he went backwards. Yeah. Because he had played well, great I as don't a rookie. Even, he, it, there was, I think, a slight step backwards. Yeah. But I, to me, a lot of this was through no fault of his own. A guy came in and played lights out. That's yeah. right. Played better than and, him. And sometimes you get Wally Pipped. You know, not that yeah. he lost his spot because he got hurt. You know, Wally Pipp was the first baseman that got hurt, and Lou Gehrig came in, and 2,130 games later, we Lou need Gehrig a modern first reference. Base. Yeah, I people like don't need, understand that reference. who Wally Pipp is. You do. Well, I do, but uh, Jason And I bet Jay does. does. Yes, I do. Of course yeah, I do. Jason probably oh, yeah, 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 He yeah. became a But verb. most people yeah. don't. If you got yeah. pipped. Yeah. And this was big in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Right. But young kids right. today we need have a no idea. It's, anyway. it's the, we have the old geezer translator. Yeah, that's exactly like the right. Young kid yeah, let us explain to you young kids. Yeah. <laughs> when you're pipped, that means you lost your spot because yeah. of injury. And in the case of Wally Pip, which why yeah. why he became the poster child for it, he was replaced by Lou Gehrig when he got hurt. Lou Gehrig never came out of the lineup for 2,130 games. That's right. That's right. Um, you know, we call that ski mask. You know, I put the ski mask on. I'm about to get this money off because your position got snatched up. I'll take you, tell you like this, man. My dad used to always say, man, look, everything is the next level. Every five years in, the, in your life, you know you can recreate yourself, right? Because that's how quickly things roll. Like, five years, you could be working a job doing manual labor. Next five years, you could be in a corporate office. Like, you could be in shape in five years. Next time somebody see you, you could be fat and out of shape. Five, every five years, you could recreate yourself. And a lot of these dudes that come out of college, they got the first-round pedigree. They get picked, they get the first-round pick, or whatever the case may be, and then they there. He, Greg Newsom started starting. Denzel he didn't even Wilson get five started. years. He didn't even get five years. It was three. Because guess what? Somebody came along. Like, and he wasn't trying to hear that. 
Like, it, you, you got to reprove yourself all the time. Like, we, you know, boo, you in the radio. It's a lot of dudes that's going to be up out of radio here in the next four years. And they're going to try to adjust and go to this internet game. Mm -hmm. And this is completely different. The internet game is different from radio. They're going to be trying to do the same things and move. You, you got to learn to move a different way. So these guys, you got to add something to your bag. Your, your bag. You got to add something to your tricks. Like Magic said, man, when I was playing against Larry, I knew Larry was going to bring something different to the court next year. So I had to come back and bring something new that I'm going to do. Maybe it was a no look. Maybe it was I got to work on my three-point shot because they doubling down on Kareem. You got to come in and you got to bring something to the game. I want to see him be aggressive and make plays. I, I came in and what's the name said? Uh, <laughs> he's like, don't tell me, don't, don't show, hey, don't tell me about the labor pains. Just show me the baby. Show me the baby. And and, 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 and one of my greatest coaches, the defensive line coach, uh, Ray McCartney, he said, look, man, it's all about what you're doing on that production sheet. I don't, I, listen, if you just in your gap, I'm going to get fired. Being in your gap don't count. Knocking down balls don't count. I need picks. I need make play, making plays. I don't need none of that other stuff. I need him to get into the get into his his, his mental capacity and get and tap into that that aggressiveness. And I need him and Denzel Ward because let's not let's be truthful. Yeah, Denzel Ward that this Denzel Ward is not the same Denzel Ward we saw when he first got here. Nope, it ain't the same. Like let's just be clear. That hunger, the jumping. I if the Browns want to get where they want to go, I get it, it's Deshaun Watson. But there's a lot of people that also have to take that next That's step. True. That's true. And, 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 and Greg Newsom is a first-round pick. Denzel Ward, they paying you. We he get the biggest slide. Miles Garrett take darts. Nick Chubb is about right. to get cut. Deshaun Watson is on the chopping block. David and Joku, you we don't even know why you on the team. But Denzel Ward be skating. He getting he paid does. like a You're top right. three corner. And as soon as he got paid like a top three corner, he, he had a bad high. year. So he. It, that's as big as a, this is as big of a year for Denzel Ward and Greg Newsom because if they can become lockdown corners, now you're talking about something special yeah. on the defensive side with that D line. By the it's way, crazy. Before I get to my, do we have time to do my list? Yeah, I want to tease one thing for tomorrow, real quick. I, I will say you might be onto something though, real quick though, Mike. Cam in Canada might be Deshaun Watson's burner account. Might be. He might be. Really? I, I, I thought that he had he got a special batch of Kool-Aid. Yeah. I even tweeted, I said, but that Kool-Aid, he's drinking yeah. strong. Go ahead, Mike. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. If you guys haven't already hit that like button, please do us a favor. Hit that like button and subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. It is completely free and you'd be shocked at how YouTube's algorithm Take that into consideration. Help us out. It's free. It takes two clicks of the button. We very much appreciate it. Tomorrow's 32 for 32 is our most controversial one yet. I'll just gonna tell you. I'm not going to tell you the player, but one person ranked this player 7th, one person had them 13th, and one person had them 28th. All right. Oh, that's crazy. That, that sample size is too, right? it's too all over the place. All right. <laughs> I'm not telling you who it is. I'm not telling you who ranked. I'll make a graphic with it, but we okay. go from seven. To thirteen to twenty eight. So tomorrow's yeah. gonna be hot. 
Tomorrow's going to be a hot one. Are we even going to get to it tomorrow? Yeah, we, we will make oh, sure I'm we get to this. Oh, I'm not even here for it. That sucks. It, it, you it, it, You're it, off tomorrow? Yeah, it's my son's uh, open house at school. Mm. I want to meet his teachers. And okay. It's if, happening during the time of the show. If DTR throw for 300, we can oh, get to it. Boy. Uh, I, I call call in. Oh, boy. I might call in. He'll call in I for that. call in. <laughs> All right, let me give you right, my... Yeah, both of your top yeah. five. Top five guys I'm rooting against this year in oh, the NFL. Nice. Hate, 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 the Petty LeBull special. Yes, it is. We haven't just mentioned Petty LeBull Wait, in a while. Before you start, I need, my I need favorite. to put a chat in it, the It literally quick. is. Yeah. Is, uh, we need a, yeah. Yeah. I want the chat to guess or give us their honest opinion. Is Bull capping with this or is this all fake? So, Bull, Am I chat capping? will grade whether or not you're capping authentically. Crunch. All right, number yes. five. This, this will surprise you. Number five is Baker Mayfield. No, it's too low. One. Cap. Cap, you cap. No. Cap. Let me tell you why. A.G. Bush, pass your cap to Bull. Pass can, your cap. Can I, I'm going cap one, already. Two and three on if your I list. explain the reason, you will understand why I'm at five. <laughs> See, originally, blue. when I made this list, he was number one, which seemed obvious. Which is, and then I thought about who else I'm really rooting against this year, and I'm like, Baker is so irrelevant at this point. Yeah, I was what I was such a nothing. What I kept telling you is, should, Bull, why are you wasting your energy? Exactly on? that I barely he should barely be on the list. I almost took him off completely. Okay, because he's not even worth paying attention. But to. he is. I guarantee you, if he in week one goes eleven of thirty-one with yeah. three picks, I'll get a text I'll be from thrilled. you in they, minutes. I'll be thrilled. They got You'll talent. Have a party. I want. They got, they got a little bit Carroll. of talent down yeah. there. Don't get it twisted. They got some talent. They got like, wide receivers. They got wide receivers. No yeah, doubt. Somebody. Right. No doubt. Number four is not a player. It's Josh McDaniels. I hate Josh McDaniels. Wow. I, I can't stand him. Uh, it, it, hate is such I, a strong I, word. I say hate. I don't really mean hate. Shout like, out I don't to the McDaniels. Why? What, what is the beef? I, so, he's the, it's the same as, uh, what's his name? Cliff Kingsbury. I feel like these, job, these guys have been handed jobs that they haven't earned. He was a disaster. Because of Denver. the quarterbacks they were lucky enough to coach. Exactly. Yeah. Disaster in Denver. He was embarrassingly bad. He gets this Raiders job. They get they the Raiders had been decent the year before. They had gone to the playoffs. They went completely backwards. They did. He kicked out my I'm not a big Derek Carr fan, but he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. They kicked out their longtime quarterback. They blamed him. They, they can't ever be any good on defense. I want him to fail. I can't How stand many chances him. is he gonna get? I know it's ridiculous. And one thing before you go real quick. Yeah. How in the hell did Cliff Kingsbury Age 50 years in yeah. the last five. Uh, it's weird. In that Manziel documentary. Yeah, he looks very old. It's called uh, having Kyler Murray as your quarterback. No, yeah. Yeah, no it's called having a bag of money and, and living living the life. He's, he's yeah. the only coach that I know that parties during the week. <laughs> well, he can party all he wants now. That's how right. you a coach, rest of his life. How you a coach and you know where Johnny at because you was with him. <laughs> <laughs> That's a very good yeah. point. That's right, right. What are you talking about? Come Number on, three. Odell Beckham Jr. I really? am. I was the biggest Odell fan when he was on the Giants. How you hating? I banged the table for Odell. You did what? To get him to Cleveland. Pause. I banged the Pause. table, man. I did what I had to do. I banged it. Pause. Super. What exactly does that look like? <laughs> you don't want to know. It's some sort of fetish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know. secret. It's involves meat it, and turkey. There's porn for everything, Jay. There's porn oh, for everything. Uh, but OBJ is a fraud. He hasn't been a Dang. great. He hasn't been a great player in about five, six years. He was effective in in LA. It, yeah. it was effective in the playoffs. I give him that. Uh, but in the regular season there, he did nothing. What is he, what he, he, he do much do? bigger in name than in than in. Wait, well, no, I'll give you that. No, I'll give you he's, that. He's a he's the biggest. I'm actually rooting for him. He's though. the biggest drama queen in the NFL, he and he's playing for the Ravens. He has said. No, I know, I know, but 
We in weeks. In weeks. In weeks. He, weeks, weeks, in weeks. he even went to the, the meet, owner's meeting and no. adapted up with Stefanski. I love that move, by the way. Oh, that's yeah. a boss move. That yeah, got, him, got him got him hired. got him signed. Yep. Number two, the most dis, the most not likable player in the NFL, Aaron Rodgers. I yeah, hate this guy. I figured he'd be on I hate everything about him. He He's even the only bigger drama queen than, than Odell is, is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What about Antonio Brown? Well, he's out of the league. Oh, Otherwise, okay. he would have been on the list. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. I, I plus I don't like the New York teams. I always want them to fail, okay. and so he's. I consider even though I don't mind Daniel Jones, I almost put him on the list because I want the Giants to be bad too. Yeah, but uh, I, he's all right. He doesn't bother me that much. Bull spends but, a lot of time thinking about who he wants to. Oh yeah. yeah, I I I want Aaron because Jets fans are so cocky. Oh, they're the worst. Your boy, and and the most vanilla personality in the history of ESPN, Mike Greenberg. You don't uh, call him my boy. Uh, I'm kidding. I, I'm we kidding. worked in the same place. I'm kidding. Mike Greenberg made his list. I know he's a Jets fan. Yes. But, like, I'm not biased when it comes to my predictions. If I think, if yeah. I, I ripped them, if, trust me, if I did a show about the Cubs, especially, I'd rip them a million times. Bengals, too, until the last couple of years. I would have killed them forever. But uh, he says the Jets are the biggest threat in the AFC to the Chiefs. What a, what a buffoon. Jet fans, are, Jet fans, their franchise is a joke. They're as big a joke as the Browns or the Bengals have been. And yet they're cocky because they're New Yorkers. And I'm, I'm New I'm cocky too as a New Yorker, so I get it. But, you but you're realistic. Co- but you got to be realistic. The Jets, the Jets have a nice team. They should be better. I don't like. They're that in double. the mix. I don't like that dog. Well, you got ninety but seconds. Who's number one? Number one's Kenny Pickett. F that guy. I hate him. I hate the Steelers. I hate every Steeler fan except for my friend Andy because he's a great man. Uh, uh, Besides him, I hate every Steeler fan. Aditi's not a fan, but no, she's not a fan. She grew up a uh, giant. But her fan. husband's a fan. You don't I hate believe him. him too. And and <laughs> I hate the Steelers. I think Kenny Pickett's a fraud. Everybody's going nuts about this guy. I can't stand him. Did you see what Ryan Clark said about him? Right. What? About, uh, no, he said it about George Pickens. Pickens. Yeah. He said more Pickens talented, more than, talented Justin than Justin Jefferson. <laughs> Boom! Ryan Clark. And I love Ryan Clark. Ryan Clark is out of pocket. Did I use that correctly? Y- yeah, yep, that's it. Good job. He's out of pocket. You got He's out of pocket. Cap so in the Steelers. Cap him. I'm capping the Steelers. F the Steelers. I hate them, and I want. Did to be you on see the Sir Yacht's list of the most obnoxious fan bases? I did. He had the Steelers at number five and at number one. I know that was good. <laughs> which I loved. That was good. Very well done. Thank well, that you. was a good rant. Thank it you. Was. That was a really good rant. It was. And I don't disagree with any of that. Although I still think that in your mind, if Baker's we, if always we, number if one. If we gave you truth serum, yes. your list would look like this: Baker would be at number five. At number four would be Baker. Yeah. At number three would be Baker. And number yeah. two and number one would be Baker. I mean, I was kind of insulting Baker by putting him at five. <laughs> not, well, not, he would have Baker in an Oklahoma jersey I, at five, Baker in a Rams jersey hey, at four. Yeah. Baker what if Baker a has Texas a great year? No. I will if take they, the most satisfaction. They start four and one. Not over time. That's why he's your number one. Peace. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. 
If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.